This podcast, How Long Gone, is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances, with your people. Uh, so in the spirit of things that are, in fact, money, here's how DJ Them Jeans uh, stays connected with his people. So I was over in San Francisco this weekend, Bay Area, hanging out in Dolores Park. And there's a lot of people there who sell drugs. And there's, uh, you know, over the years, people will say, you know, hey, I got a little dime bag. Give them a $10 bill and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I'm over there laying in the park. We got shrooms, ketamine, you know, all this molly, whatever you want. They take Cash App. They got the QR code right there. That's nice. In, in, in today's cashless society, if you need to buy drugs in a legal way. I see. If you're sharing a perfect day with your friends at the park, spending your money on uh, legal drugs, saving it, or investing it, splitting, tipping, donating, gifting it. It's the number one finance app in the App Store. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play today to add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. Okay, uh, how long gone? We're back. A rare uh, first day of the week podcast due to some travel scheduling, but we're settling back into to our LA routines. I get to do it for a solid twenty four hours, um, so I'm feeling <laughs> I'm feeling pretty happy about that. Back. I'm, this is the first podcast live back from the renovated crib. Jason's going to be very upset about that because the the sound quality will diminish, of course. Um, but <laughs> I am happy to be home. Did uh, did the sound quality get worse after the remodel? Is is your house more reverberated and chamber like? No, I I think it's about the same. We didn't do any, same. No structural changes, of course. But I, I don't think we didn't add more. Like will like since you have a more expensive bathtub now? <laughs> yeah, is that yeah, is, is that. that- I don't know the angle of how it's bouncing sound in there. I see. Okay. We Hopefully you're bring- not recording in there. I was I was doing some research for a story I'm writing and I, I was reading about an acoustician. <laughs> so maybe we could have maybe we could hire him to come kind of come through and, and just do I'm a not little. A, I've known a lot of virgins in the club who are acousticians. <laughs> You can find him walking around with an iPad, you know, Nathan for you style. The only thing you're touching is knobs, bro. And it ain't, ain't even your own. Ain't even your own. Yeah, I, I feel great. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad to be back in SoCal, but I am, I am starting to get a little cold and freezy. I had to bust out the quarter zip fleece this morning as I trotted around the park. Oh no, it's tough. I mean, luckily I have this sauna in my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I otherwise without it, my little frail bones will die. Uh, no, I, I know that's I know that to be true, and I I kind of worry about you. And I, I did go. I was able to go back to the Erwan Market um, mm-hmm. yesterday last last night for some um, for dinner, and man, it's it it's depressing how good it felt. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't like I'm embarrassed at how happy it made me and just like seeing those trash people made me feel so good because I, I it's familiar. So is it like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing? I believe so. Is, 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 it has a little bit of that, I guess. I don't know. I believe that Erwan and I are in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and I am being held captive a little bit and I keep saying my safe word which is nootropics, and they don't listen. <laughs> I can't quit you, can you, Forex? Exactly, exactly. So I, I got back there. It felt nice. But yesterday, there was some wild stuff going on in L.A. 
Well, we didn't see it physically, but we saw it online. I know one wild thing I saw over on the 405 freeway. Kanye's, Kanye's cronies, is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes. These guys probably don't even... Look, they probably don't even like Kanye West. I, I'm going to guess <laughs> they might even not like black people. You're talking about Nazis? I'm talking about Nazis. Yeah, there's a good chance. The issue is that when someone of Kanye's stature says things like he said, it does embolden other idiots to kind of speak out where they may not have felt the confidence before which is you know obviously you can draw a direct line to kanye in this case because i don't think these guys well first of all these guys mentioned kanye on their sign yes so it was it wasn't you know but i think that they're more making a point that like hey this famous guy believes this stuff as well so we feel empowered Mm -hmm. to spew this on a highway overpass with a crudely designed sign right and and the sweet sweet irony that it's one of your own hollywood elite pop star musicians and not you know ted cruz or something like that yeah yeah no exactly that it that it's like yeah one of your own or someone but i I guess in in a similar way that nazis probably hate gay people but they love tim dylan you know what i mean yeah no that yeah you can you can find a way to appreciate but it's a pretty dark i mean I don't know, man. That's pretty fucking wild. And it's like, I, I mean, I think the direct line can be drawn not only obviously because they mentioned his name, but because it does kind of, you know, uh, I think that it's very easy for people to feel empowered uh, if they have some dark beliefs. If there's even a flicker of light that they see, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They feel like, okay, this is my chance. You know, I can go, yeah. I can get, I can get some bed sheets from Walmart and spray paint some, some mm-hmm. slogans on them and hang them over a highway overpass. Hit them where it hurts. It's dark, but so CAA dropped him, uh, this morning and now everyone is kind of like, what's Adidas going to do? Because they have obviously a considerable amount of money to lose uh, more than anyone else involved in this. And I this goes back to my theory, though. I don't think Kanye West is as rich as uh, he claims to be or that people think that he is. I think he may have been rich, but maybe not as much at this current, current moment. And I think that uh, Adidas does have a lot of money on the line with Kanye. They've made a lot of money on his on his back through his, his designs and his work and all that stuff, but... You know, I'm I'm assuming that their stock is is really taking a massive shit right now. So you kind of have to cut your losses and and run. And well, that's my that's my thing. You can if you're Adidas and you don't feel compelled to do the right thing, then you can at least look at the numbers and be like, well, I don't think anybody's gonna buy. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna buy Kanye West shoes anymore anyway. Yeah. So you can you can do the right thing, which you should do anyway, and you can also save yourself from a a you know financial issue as well. One thing I haven't seen are people doing the Yeezy burnings, you know, the public burnings of Yeezy merchandise. That's actually that's a good point. That's a good point. The shoe, I mean, the shoes are valuable, but so were Nikes. You well, know, when they also, would burn Nikes, when, they're also flammable. They're also flammable. At least at least they were valuable. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to see what. More so what the stock X on some uh, 350s are looking like versus um, Adidas Corporation year to date. Yes, of course. 2022. <laughs> YTD. Yeah, I was actually talking to friend of, uh, a friend of mine, Dano, and he is a longtime Kanye West fan over the years, and he actually has a Kanye West tattoo, like the college dropout, like teddy bear oh, yeah. tattoo oh, yeah. on, his, on his forearm. And we were we were discussing this the post where you know everyone in L.A. and most likely America saw 
you know, on Twitter and social media, you know, here are some Nazis hanging out on the 405, seeking Heil on a Saturday afternoon, and not a single person is whooping their ass incessantly. That was one thing I didn't understand. If I'm driving down the street and I see a group of fucking honkies Sieg Heiling in public. Yeah, yeah. How did nobody, I mean, throw a fucking milkshake at their head at the very least, let alone grab them by their britches and, and toss yeah, them you over can at least, in you hopes can at least, of... You can at least hit them with vanilla from In-N-Out, if nothing else. You know what I mean? That's going to ruin well, their there, day. That was a whole other thing, but you know, to your point about you know damaging the brand he what my my friend dan was like you know i'm you know it was kind of like funny for a while and now i'm like well i guess i need to start looking into tattoo removal or figuring out what i'm going to do because i just i can't have this fucking tattoo anymore. yeah no I mean, he's got to cover it up i, I he's got to cover it up and my suggestion was we take in, in the spirit of if you see a nazi punch a nazi kind of energy uh-huh we take a uh, friend of the show, Pantera. Okay. Unfortunately, they are a little Nazi-ish themselves, but their album, uh, their, the classic 93 album, Vulgar Display of Power, mm-hmm. the the fist punching, oh. some, you know, I'm assuming a hippie for his hippie crime. So, so you yeah. get the Vulgar Display of Power arm punching the Kanye West uh, teddy bear college dropout. And then I'm assuming the, the teddy bear is, has a grimace on his face because... He's getting hit so hard. Damn, that's a that's a great idea. Not only artistically, but also just a clever solve, you know. But I I think that this is the it's a clever solve. It's a clever solve. Uh, Goners out there, please Photoshop that for us and, yeah, and send it I over. Mean, I'll, I'll it's, get it done. It's a it's a fucking crazy. It's like it's pretty fucking unacceptable. It's pretty wild. The whole thing is pretty fucking wild, and I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. But it's it's not. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what. Like, how far can the apologists take it? Like, that's the end of the road, Chief. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of that's kind of it, you know? Because I think it's like when bozos follow him, you know, into the fire at this level, it's it's pretty telling how bad it's gotten, mm-hmm. you know? So that's that's where that's where how long gone stands on the issue. It's it's tough when you have um you know that level of of mental mental trauma or whatever whatever mental state he's in that is making him act out like this and say these things it's so dangerous when you have you know money to throw on that fire and you know do things that you should not be able to have access to yeah yeah, because the average person who is going through whatever you know mental disorder or episode that he's experiencing are often you know kind of living on the fringes and have a family member taking care of them and Things like that. They don't have access to literally no, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars and, and you know the DMs of every famous person in the world. They can't text Donald Trump and be like, LOL, what if you did this? So like, he needs to be 5150 probably. Yeah, but people keep I, – I don't – at a certain point, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what your reason is. Like, you got to – like, we're done. Like, I, I don't care if it's Hennessy and cocaine or if it's schizophrenia. Like, none of that matters to me. Well, I mean, 5150ing, that's a duh. I mean, what, the other – well, I mean, what is actually you're done? Like jail time, death sentence? What is it? Uh, I think that maybe tackled, you know what I mean? <laughs> and kind of, you know, just kind of put somewhere for a little while to think about what he's done. Just have just have a local big man grab him and be like, go to <laughs> local, sleep. Go to local, sleep. 
local big man are right. like like when somebody's like a, like when somebody's freaking out yeah yeah somewhere and the and the big nice security guy just grabs yeah. him and be like all right we're all done here and just go yeah the more you wiggle the more i squeeze exactly that's what we need to do jesus christ what a time we do have a guest today um nashville's own margot price is is joining us um she was nominated for a Grammy, actually, Jason. Hell yeah! Um, for her for her best new, best new artist uh, in 2018. Uh, she has a new album coming out very soon. There's a couple singles. Um, the album is called Strays, which um, hopefully she doesn't catch any today on this podcast. Uh, it comes out uh, comes out uh, January 13th uh, on Loma Vista, and she's also a fellow podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's had. Uh you know, Grateful Dead on her fucking podcast. So that's pretty impressive. We haven't even gotten married yet. No, she's got hella kids too. So I can't wait to talk. About- <laughs> she's got hella she's kids. She's got okay. hella kids. And she's been... And in my opinion, after listening to her music, she's got a very Stevie Nixian voice to her. No, that's true. It, it does have a raspy power. I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you. But let's... Um, yeah. Let it, it looks like, thank God for, for not only you, Jason, but for the listeners, Country Chris gets to be... In, in engaged one more time one he, he she's chucking the saddle on once again exactly um i'm polishing my spurs while we uh give margo a, a buzz country chris can't survive you're you're not recording uh locally on your end right you're just we're just doing yeah zone. i'm just in a hotel room so i don't have any technology with me technology is that an allergy reference technology that is an allergy reference <laughs> thank you for noticing no problem no problem so you're telling <laughs> you're telling me when you're on the road you don't carry all of your equipment you need to do your actual job but then also your podcasting equipment i'm a little mm-hmm. shocked oh, no, to hear I'm, that. A, I'm pretty um just technologically inept you have you have somebody else for those things i'm assuming where are you coming from what city in this beautiful country i am in chicago oh uh, well bummer yeah <clears throat> what's up in chicago because we we go back and forth on chicago how do you feel about it well you know i'm a i'm a illinois native so oh no <laughs> but i don't live here that's the thing about people <laughs> from illinois we love uh-huh. to talk about how we're from illinois but none of us live here love it so much couldn't wait to get out i moved away when i was not even 21 so mm-hmm. i you know i couldn't like go out that much I, I never really did too much in the city like we lived out in um bum, bum fuck egypt excuse me i probably shouldn't even swear but uh that's where i live <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> don't worry the, the worst thing you just said right there was egypt by the way you're fine <laughs> oh perfect okay yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You didn't experience the city as an adult. Yeah, my my parents never were like letting me come here often because they were they were worried, you know, about the the city eating me up, I guess. Were they worried because they're trying to protect your voice <laughs> and they didn't want you to go out and talk? Were they weren't like tiger mom stage parents? Uh, you um <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was it was more so it, it was more of like the dangers of going into the big city of chicago on your own versus like you know we got we got practice tomorrow and we got your uh honey and lemon tea and you know we can't be eating any deep dishes and messing up the instrument yeah no i think it was a combination of them being incredibly controlling of their firstborn and being scared <laughs> for me to drive in the city and yeah, my mom was a bit of a dance mom. I mean, in the best way, you know, like she had good intentions, but uh, yeah. I was under lock and key when I was young. And then by the time my 
sister came along, you know, they had two more of us and they just didn't even care by the end of it, but I had to break them in. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, so you must've really cut loose when you, when you got out of there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I raised so much hell that, uh, they, but they weren't living by me. So that what they didn't know couldn't sure, hurt them. Sure. I guess. Yeah. When you're kind of living under lock and key, once you're able to fly, then you really start abusing those drugs, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I'm just speaking from personal experiences myself. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's uh Same. that's exactly how it went down. I think it's I say that that's it's better that way because I think that, that yeah. when you're like fifteen, you know. You're really going to make some mistakes if you're partying. Yeah. But I mean, not that not that I was smart at 21, but I was smarter yeah, at 21. Yeah. You don't even know the difference between indica and sativa at that age. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cared back then. Like, is it weed? Are there sticks and, and seeds mm-hmm. in it? Whatever. I'll smoke it. Okay. Absolutely. It was it was off to the races. Once did you go straight to Nashville? Or did you go somewhere else? I lived in DeKalb for a couple of years. I went to Northern Illinois University and. It's just like a suburb of Chicago. So I went there for two years and then I, well, actually, yeah, two years. But at the end, in the middle of my sophomore year, I took a big uh, mushroom trip and I dropped out and I moved to Nashville. Okay. Mm. So you're saying you saw God in DeKalb on some yeah. shrooms and you said this this ain't my you're saying this ain't my path anymore your third eye was cracked wide the fuck open and you were going down south i didn't really know what i wanted to do so it was like what's the point of going to school and like getting a degree when you don't know what you want to get a degree for mm-hmm. it just you know further drive you into debt so yeah i had a yeah. a cousin that lived in in nashville and um she was an even worse influence than I was. And so <laughs> I moved in with her for a while. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, You're a terrible influence. Um, mind if I crash for a while? <laughs> Can I hang here? So she helped you put down the books and pick up the pedal steel then. <laughs> she, uh, she tried to show me the ropes of the city. She was, um, she was into kind of like different music that sure. she actually brought me to my first backstage experience, which was, uh, she was dating, the drummer from the whalers his name was zebulon we'll call him zeb and uh <laughs> she was a felon Shit. i really didn't think this is i really didn't think this is where that was going that's a really cool right that's really different Damn. Than where I what thought. did, what yeah, did that backstage what smell like margo oh you know uh it's it was <laughs> the most i'd ever really been exposed to, to that much reefer backstage i i smoked so much weed and i didn't uh food that I, I kind of passed out almost. Mm-hmm. She, a bunch of people gave me water and brought me back to life, but it was some really strong. It was like spliffs and like the tobacco in there sure. made me kind of feel sick. It was like smoking a cigar almost, but um, <laughs> yeah. So then she, she and I had a huge falling out and uh, I haven't seen her in a while, <laughs> but I wrote about her in my book and I changed her name. So we'll see if she comes out of the Wait, hold on. You changed her, you changed her name in the book and, and she, still didn't after a okay look if somebody in my life that i spent that much time with writes a book i'm i'm reading the fucking book you yeah. know what i mean yeah so do, are you thinking she didn't read it or are you thinking she didn't she didn't want to dm you about you know it? i don't know i mean i put it on audible too so <laughs> <laughs> hey, look if, the, if this lazy bitch isn't gonna read it she can listen to it i put mm-hmm. it on audible too <laughs> yeah i i don't know i've i've just like 
I haven't heard from her, and I was pretty surprised. But well, luckily she's not the litigious type, right? Yeah, time will tell. Did you did you do any did you do any other name changing in the book, or did you kind of try to keep it as real as possible? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a fair amount of name changing. I probably should have done more because I've been worried that you know someone's going to sue my ass. But uh, <laughs> the lawyer said that uh, you know he had some suggestions when the lawyer read it. Uh, University of Texas Press's lawyer, that my publisher, he was like, "Well, she's accusing an awful lot of people of doing drugs, but I don't know." If accusing, she's like not a, worried about uh, it. Accusing <laughs> is a cool way to put it. You're like, bro, you're a lawyer. Stop sounding like a fucking narc. I'm telling the story <laughs> as it happened. I'm not accusing yeah. someone of something. I'm like, they definitely did. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw them. Are you accusing is- me of lying? <laughs> exactly. You turn this it around. This whole court is out of order. We had uh, we had this we had this British uh, we had this British DJ who wrote his memoirs, and he's like a guy who you know he's he's friends with Kate Moss and you know Elton John, and he's he's very very connected, and and he changed every name wow and his thing was mm-hmm. he said these stories are so good that it, that it doesn't fucking matter who was who was involved <laughs> wow and i was like that's the coolest that's the coolest way to approach name changing in your memoir is that like i don't need any of these famous people's names i'm good enough yeah well my my book doesn't have a lot of name drops either really it's like i kind of wrote the book in the, the period of the 10 to you know 15 years i was struggling in nashville so kind of took place before the name drops but i still just didn't want to get sued by anybody and yeah like i said i should have changed a couple other names but there was Mm -hmm. you know there were some instances where it was like even if i change their name everyone's gonna know who i'm talking about like yeah yeah you know at least in my immediate circle yeah yeah yeah. i mean did you now how did your because this is my this is my number one question is how early on did you tip your parents off to what was happening Oh, about writing the book? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they actually heard about it in the press. I don't know that I told them. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love my firstborn so much. Margo's like, Dan, that's a good idea. I should probably let them know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They heard it in the press, and then you get a call from mom being like, so what's going to be in this book? I hear it's a you know, memoir. That that you know that leads people's minds somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I've only spent about twelve pages on my childhood, so there's a lot of glazing over nice. things. I mean, like nice, nice, nice. You know, nice. my parents are still alive, and and they've been mm-hmm. they've been good to me. Um, you know, of course, we have our issues, like any of course, family sure, does. Sure. But um, but I didn't like, yeah, I didn't throw them under the bus for nothing. <laughs> sure. Hopefully, my plan is to outlive everyone close to me. Yeah. You and gotta then wait as, for them to die. Exactly. And then as soon as they all die, I'm hitting publish, you know, on that thing. I'm calling yeah. my people and we're going to kind of get it out there. It's going to be sitting in the warehouse ready to ship. <laughs> I was uh, talking to a friend of mine. She had just written this poetry book. This was a few years ago, you know, when I was in the middle of the editing process. And her name's Valerie June. She's an incredible um, musician and songwriter. And, and she's like, yeah, you know, I wrote this book of poems and she gave me a copy of it. My husband's like, well, tell her, babe, you're, wor- you're working on a book right now, too. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm working. I'm working on a book. And Valerie's like, oh, what kind of book is it? I'm like, well, it's you know, it's a memoir. Kind of like embarrassed and everything. She's like, oh, so you're fitting to tell everybody your business. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I am. I that's am. literally now. Did you did you do this because? <laughs> This style of memoir writing is is kind of popular right now because you leave the door open for volume two. Was that where your head was, or did you just think this was the most interesting part of your life at, at this juncture? I yeah, I really just thought like 
this is the book that I want to write. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. it's just like anything else. Now that I got done with it, I'm like a, a junkie. I'm like, I could write another book. Like that, that would actually be fun. <laughs> I would love to do like, you know, I would love to write fiction. I would love to write a collection of short stories. And, you know, I do have a lot of like tales from the tour bus type shit that I would love to put out there. But again, I don't want to like, you know, write about my legends and meeting them while they're all still alive. Like that would be maybe kind of right. kind of dorky. Disingenuous. That's the problem though. I think that there's a little bit of, we, we hear and see too much about all of our favorites these days. And the problem is, is that it's so captivating that we can't look away, but there was a time where that stuff had nowhere to go, Yeah, you know? And, and now, and now you can get paid a lot of money to tell people about it. So it's a little, it's a little bit of a different situation. Yeah. No, no. I was just gonna say I was like having panic attacks. Like when I got done with it, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I yeah. Like I don't need to do this. I have a career. Like this is not my job. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing it because I'm assuming somebody said, uh, "Would you be down to be fixing to tell folks your business <laughs> in exchange for this large check?" And you're like, "Yes, I am." No, I like. I really just like started writing it as some like sick form of therapy. And I thought it would be something that I would, you know, put out when I was like 60 or 70. But I just wanted to write a lot of the stuff that happened, you know, 15 years ago, because Mm -hmm. over time, you know, your memories fade and you can't remember all the specifics, you know? So I was like, I'm just going to start writing this because I was like pregnant and I wasn't touring. I just needed something to keep me busy and and then uh, Jessica Hopper reached out and she was like, I heard you're writing a memoir. Like, can I read the manuscript? And at that point, I'd already written on accident. I'd written 500 pages. And so she's like, yeah, you should. Just- 500 pages? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not that old. What the fuck? I know. Double, double space? <laughs> no, it was, that yeah. was the thing is that I didn't know anything about typespacing. So I thought it was like. 230 pages and then they informed me that it was like much longer they're like they're like look all right we know you're doing pretty well but we can't give you 500 pages that's just a little too much yeah no i don't (laughs) want to read 500 pages about anybody honestly you know that's that's a lot so any any aspiring writers out there who can't finish that book just get pregnant it sounds like that's the <laughs> that's the way to get it get yeah. it done. or you know most people just get a fucking ghost writer yeah, like i yeah. i feel a, yeah, yeah, yeah. i really wanted to prove myself as a writer and and not do that so i did not uh go that route but you know really, that's imp- right. that's impressive and i i think that i agree with you but at the same time the thought of me kind of with my feet up on the big desk dictating <laughs> To some young scribe about all of my cool stories and then getting that email back to me where I just read it and I sound like a fucking genius. It does sound pretty good to me, but I do I don't I don't know if I wanna I don't know if I want to share in the advance, maybe. Is I'm a little greedier than you. I don't have as many revenue streams, right. Margo. So, you know, it's it's just a little bit different situation. That's all just a different situation. Yeah, yeah. You gotta diversify these days. It's like uh hard to make a buck in this business, so yeah, I mean, shit. I'm like, I'll write a book, Damn. and I'll sell weed, <laughs> and there we go. What What do you motherfuckers <laughs> need? Just tell me. I got it. I, I got it for cheap. Yeah, I got a guy. I got mints. I got flour. I got, I got mints. <laughs> yeah. I went to the Margot Price show. The mints. merch was cool, but I ended up leaving with some weed mints actually mm-hmm. that I was kind of I was a little more into. What is the? Are you able to sell grass on tour? Or is that because of the the different states you can't do that? I wish. I haven't like been on a a headlining tour 
since 2018. I'm getting ready to do one. You know, it was like pregnancy and then COVID. It kind of put a, a wrench in everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe in the States where it's legal or like in Illinois is where I have my, my line of mints. Like maybe I should see if I can sell them at my That's a smart idea. What are the mints called? Um, so it's through a company. It's called Nature's Grace and Wellness. Okay. And uh they've they're a fifth generation family farm that was they're they're about an hour and a half away from where I was born and raised and they were kind of floundering and so they got into the weed biz. They got the, you have to get like on a lottery to be able to even, you know, grow the crop and and they just approached me. They were like, "Do you want to do like a line of edibles?" And so, yeah, we got these mints they're two milligrams vegan sugar-free and uh mm-hmm. there's my there's my pitch okay um, they're vegan they're, really sh- they're vegan sugar-free they're keto they're keto free <laughs> and yeah they're only two milligrams so you're not gonna like you know end up in a coma or like seeing aliens in your hotel room or anything okay. like that okay you, so two two milligram unless you take like 10 good. of them yeah. sure sure you know, if you know, if if your mom is having a tough day or whatever, yes. two milligrams is cute. You know, getting through a little flight over to Raleigh or something. But I like how you think. <laughs> when you're taking, uh, when you're taking them, are we doing more than two? Has the tolerance gone up at all, Margo? Well, yeah, I've I've had to do some studies, you know, just to be able to tell, <laughs> just to be able to tell my uh, customers. We're going scientific angle. I like of it. Course, yeah, of well, course. they are really tasty, and you know, if if you happen to just have them in your bag, you think like, oh, I'll take two now, and then maybe a couple hours later, you mm-hmm. start to get a little mild headache. You're like, oh, maybe maybe I'll take two more, and then you're like, well. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm starting my period. Let me take a third and a fourth minute. And then- so you, you've been sacrificing your body for science is what it sounds like. That's you poor exactly thing. what I'm doing. Yeah, lots and lots of studies. <laughs> you're, a, you're an astute businesswoman as well as a scientist and a musician. I didn't know we could add more titles to your resume, but we've been able to kind of uncover. Yeah, a psychonaut with the mushrooms. <laughs> psychonaut. We add here? <laughs> we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into the mushrooms. We're gonna get into the mushrooms. Don't worry. This I understand you wrote a book, but this is purely <laughs> drugs for the rest of the show. I'm sure you're okay with that. But well, the book's got a lot of drugs in it. Okay. So. <laughs> I only want. I only want books with drugs in them. So I'm glad that you're kind of speaking my language. I appreciate. So that. Margo, yeah. as a as a career chiefer of the bud what happens when we get pregnant that's one thing where i'm you know as somebody who enjoys marijuana on a daily basis the technology is not there for me to have a child yet so i sympathize for you but i was gonna say are you expecting (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm expecting to be expecting i mean of, of course if i could do that for my life partner i would but you know that's incredible the technology isn't there yet but like what do you what do you do is it is, does like your motherly hormone instinct just like release any desire to to do marijuana or is it a little tough every once in a while no i didn't i didn't do anything when i was pregnant i didn't it's just like every food tastes different all the food that i like normally when i'm pregnant doesn't taste the same all i wanted to eat was like mac and cheese and <laughs> peanut butter and had no desire to drink when i was pregnant or mm-hmm. smoke anything it just like you get heartburn and headaches and like all i wanted to do was like drink water and tea and i would occasionally drink coffee because i'm a really big coffee mm-hmm. drinker but only an emergency use yeah yeah Mama needs to pick me up yeah it was never like actually that's how i figured out that i was pregnant the first time when i was pregnant with my twins um back in 2000 
nine. Damn. I was standing at the end of like our regular bar and I got my beer and my whiskey shot and <laughs> lit up my cigarette. And all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't feel good. And then I looked down and, you know, I was like, man, my boobs look so big. Something is really wrong. Damn, this sounds like a good night. I got to say. <laughs> <And> so- <laughs> What is this nightmare? I, have, yeah. I don't want my drugs, alcohol, cigarettes. And your skin's glowing. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I look hot. Okay, so you, you sort of get high off of your child's life being generated in your uterus? Yeah, is that, I felt like... Is that fair to say? I just felt like, you know, I wanted everything to be great for my baby. My husband was actually um, born with cerebral palsy because his mother who gave him up for adoption um, drank and smoked and she and did crack wow. uh, while she was pregnant with him. Wow. So, and Ooh. yeah, well, right. that'll, that'll keep you away from the hard stuff. Dude. Uh, at, yeah. le- at least while pregnant. Yeah, Jesus I know Christ. it was really sad. She was in a very bad place and had nobody and was sent to a halfway home. And you know, this was in the seventies. Yeah. So um, a different time. he's forgiven her. And honestly, he's, I mean, no, just by looking at him, no one would ever know that, you know, he has had any problems, but when he was a young baby, it was, it was an issue. So we assumed, we assumed that he was hot and could play guitar. He is. Okay, good. He is both. Just, just want to see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) If I were to guess, if I were to guess, you know, that's kind of where I would go. So how many, wait, how many kids do you guys have? Do you have three kids? So, you know, I had, uh, Jeremy and I had twin boys in 2010 and, and one of my sons was born with a heart defect and he went through a surgery at Vanderbilt and we lost him when he was a couple weeks old. And so we went through a really tough time after that as any couple would. And, you know, our career was in the toilet. Things were not going well for us, but, um, but you know, our, our son Judah was incredible and you know like elvis who lost his twin he was like you know lives a big enough life for two kids he's got just like the best personality he's just incredible incredible kid he's 12 now which is really wild for me to say out loud makes me feel fucking old that's a crazy (laughs) yeah i mean i i would i just i mean that's a crazy story and I'm, i'm glad that it that you've you know figured it out in the way that you have but i i mean yeah. we're I, I think if wikipedia is true we're we're all very close in age yes um me you me you jason myself and the fact that you have a 12 year old yeah um is shocking <laughs> it, it really is shocking because you have you have a lot more going on than we do yeah uh, i don't know well. I just... if, it, if it makes you feel better margo i'm older than you probably Okay. Yeah. If if you ever feel old. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's funny because sometimes I feel like mentally really old, but physically I I feel really good. And I have a three year old too, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm feeling uh, better than I have in a while because I did just give up the booze like less than two years ago. Um, so that's just been like this kind of superhero really thing that I've you know I just I feel like I have have a lot of energy and I'm feeling really healthy, but, uh, yeah, I got two kids. You're feeling iry. Yeah. I, yeah. You're feeling iry. <laughs> hanging out with the whalers <laughs> do, down do, there. <laughs> do you bring the whole squad on the road? Is it like husband on lead and then the kids in the bus or, or are you not, or, or he, I guess he's 12. He's got to be in school. So yeah, they come out, um, when it makes sense, like 
yeah, my son still, you know, likes to skip school sometimes and, and come out on the tour bus and, and sure. play like video no, games. No, that's crazy. You, <laughs> that's crazy. You don't say your 12 year old likes to skip <laughs> school know. and go on the tour bus. Yeah, yeah no, that's but wild. like my mom travels with and my, my little sister, they come nanny and my mom was a school teacher for her entire career. So she, she can help him do homework. And But does he think you're cool or is he in a phase where he thinks you're like, I, <laughs> he, luckily he still thinks I'm, I'm really cool right now. So <laughs> okay. he, I wish mommy made Billie Eilish music instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be country anymore. Well, honestly, wait, wait for this next record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not country. I wouldn't say that, that it's country, but I'm sure some people just lump me in that category anyway, because no, there's I'm... like maybe an acoustic guitar <laughs> on it, but, uh, yeah, people get confused. I hope you didn't pull a. I hope you didn't pull a Casey Musgraves on us. We don't need a, a sophomore slump. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we need. I, oh, I, I'm happy. I'll tell you what. This album is really fucking good. It's it's. It, I did it with Jonathan Wilson. I don't know if you know who Jonathan Wilson is. Oh but shit! Okay, I of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Adore his production and uh, the band, and I had a hell of a time making it. We went out to Panga Canyon and. Mm. We recorded 19 songs, so yeah. Yeah, you were on your LA, you were on your little LA shit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Topanga is a great place to do mushrooms, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> so, what is your now? What do you think about LA? Do you think we're some like city slicker assholes, or you kind of like to dip in and dip out? You secretly like it. I can feel. I I like it, and you know, I feel so like uh ousted from nashville sometimes <laughs> that it's like i'm like where can i go where could i go what do you have beef do you have beef with rascal flats if you need me to talk to him i can <laughs> i got beef with all those motherfuckers <laughs> uh, yeah i just like had a twitter fight with john rich last week for some dumb reason i don't know because i just think he's a moron but um yeah it's you know nashville's just it's there's a there's a part of it that I really can get down with and you know there's a lot of people there that I love that I absolutely adore and a lot of good friends there um you know Brittany Howard lives there I get to hang with her um Tyler Childers lives not too far away Sturgill Simpson like Mm -hmm. and Jenny Lewis has actually been living there part-time yeah she's a transplant yeah she's a transplant uh well I mean Nashville people really had such a hard on for it you know five six years ago and and yeah I visited a lot because I had a lot of friends move there from because I'm from Atlanta and just people from New York and I I was always like I really like Rolf and Daughters and mm-hmm. um, oh, hell yeah. Friend of the show. that's about it, kind of. Like, I didn't really get yeah. I don't really get it. I, I just don't really Well, did you it. go to just like downtown Broadway or did you go to like- No, no, no. All my spot? friends live in East Nashville. I did all the stuff I was supposed to okay. do. Okay. You know, I did all the cool all right. stuff I was supposed to do and I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but- you know, it doesn't look like much, if I'm being honest. We we went to the natural wine store. We did everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, for me, it's like the the nature and the space there. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's kind of kind of where it's at. I don't know if you went to any waterfalls because we have waterfalls that look like Hawaii. I no. swear. <laughs> what about when you're sober? How do they look when okay. you're not fucking? When you're not peaking oh, on shit. three milligrams? Okay. They still okay. look great. I yeah, only relax. Had a microdose. All right, yeah. I really only had a microdose when I went because there really? was a lot of hiking. Okay. Um, Damn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I just like to spend. Yeah, I don't live in Nashville proper anymore. I don't live in East Nashville. We moved out to a little town that's called White's Creek. But you know, I just I. I don't know if I'm going to stay there 
forever. There's, it's really been hard during the pandemic to just kind of like look at the politicians and like look at, you know, the way that they're treating women. There's a, with their laws and it's, it's still just, the South. That's what people don't, get, that's what people forget. It's like, it's yeah. still the South. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Nashville is a liberal bubble, but there's still a lot of, uh, well, what's the nice, what's the nice neighborhood shows. Nashville? Like where, where, where am I going to run into Weiss Ritherspoon at Whole Foods? So, I mean, there's like Bellmead. Berry Hills, cool Germantown. There's, there's some like, no, no, South. no. I'm talking about the, no, I'm talking about the fucked up, like, like old. Oh, right. That's like Franklin, Bellmead. Bellmead. Okay. Okay. That's it's like, it's got a bell that's in where it. all the rich people go. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check that out next time so I can feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. That's just kind of what I like to, I like to be around personally. <laughs> Only, uh, celebrities no not celebrities no i, I prefer not celebrities oh, okay. actually just rich i don't need i don't oh, okay. need them to be fa- oh, i don't yeah i don't need people. them to be famous that's just a bonus if they're if they're good at something um <laughs> that's that's just merely a bonus see now your la is really showing oh okay. well i mean like, <laughs> i just you know I, topanga is is very charming but there's like no wi-fi you know there's no cell service yeah <laughs> so it's like i don't really get up there much you know yeah and all yeah. my friends who live there want to you know do a they, they really do live the like I meditate for 40 minutes. I surf at 5 a.m. I do a sound bath on Fridays. You know, I, it's, it's really, a, they're really about that shit. Yeah. And it's also the only place in LA where you still have to pee in an outhouse. So it probably is very comforting for a, for a Tennessean. That's true. That's a good point. Country girl can That's survive. I'll just go outside. I don't need outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Who outside. wants to go in one of those? They're terrible. They're so dirty. So did you, now, now do you have any, do you have any uh, LA spots that you really gravitate towards when you're here recording? Are there restaurants, maybe, you know, whatever, a local Pilates studio? Were you able to rustle up some grub that wasn't, wasn't half bad well let's see i'm trying to think of the place we stayed like in sepanga i guess i stayed in malibu a little bit too actually one of the times i was there like a fire came and uh, the road was closed off to get up to the airbnb but i my guitar was there and um all my stuff so i drove the long way around going like 100 miles an hour my husband was like really upset about it but I was driving, so he couldn't. It was, it, was, it was really tough on our marriage, but I did get the guitar back, so it's all good. Sorry, babe, it's a sick ass guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe. It was the 1965 Gibson. Whoa, irreplaceable. Um, That's something you're willing to die over. We were like, so when I was out in Topanga, I went to like Topanga Living Cafe and like whatever mm-hmm. you know those restaurants that are out there. Um, mm-hmm. In at the Seventh Ray. Yes, I went there about three times. That I was trying to think of the name of that place with all the cool trees in the background stuff um, yeah, but what about like when when your agent from caa wants you to take you to dinner you know in this part of town you go hit nobu on pch over there in malibu yeah. sushi park and i'm trying to think of some of the cool places okay. that right okay right? okay to hit sugarfish look i don't i don't know if your husband <laughs> likes you hanging out with diplo oh, no. jason hates sugarfish jason <laughs> dipu jason hates <laughs> <laughs> you hate sugarfish <laughs> Yeah, it's a soulless sushi. It's my cross to bear. Most people disagree with me. Yeah, but like I'm living in like a landlocked yeah. area, like which is cream cheese and deep fried, you know, <laughs> everything. So when we go out there, it's like you got it. Right, right, right. Got to, got to hit it at least once. Um, 
trying to think, what is that really cool bar where you like walk through the refrigerator door? Oh, good time, Davy Wayne's. Uh, oh, good okay. time, Davy Wayne's. Good time, good time, mm-hmm. good time Davy Wayne's is like a that '70s show cast member mm-hmm. type hangout. So I'm pretty impressed that you found that a Wilmer Valderrama haunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could see you could see Wilmer bellied up to the bar asking for eight one eight neat if you don't watch out. You know, on a Tuesday. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about mushrooms a little bit. You are uh, a shroom lover. And you were you were mentioning that the that was like sort of the catalyst for moving out and coming out to Nashville. How old you were? Nineteen? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I was I was nineteen when I did my first hit of mushrooms, and I did a full. I think I did a full eighth, and I did it at Disneyland. Where did you do yours at? Disney. That's amazing. Yeah. I when i was peeking on it disneyland appeared to have a clear glass dome around it which was sort of a metaphor for our earth it was it was pretty far out yeah i can imagine <laughs> it would uh, be quite the place to trip for the first time i mm-hmm. i just took them with this ex-boyfriend of mine that uh he came up to the college where i was going it was just DeKalb, illinois and we just took them and like kind of early in the morning and then we just went to a park and we just sat outside and perfect. It was, yeah, it was great. It was kind of, it was really kind of scary at times, you know, it was, it was uh, there were dark points and, and, mm-hmm. but at the end it was, it was a really great experience and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just absolutely changed the course of my life. I mean, I was like a varsity cheerleader. I was, mm. I know, right. I tried, I tried oh, to shit. bury that dirty little secret for a while, but um, <laughs> I just think it's interesting that, you know, that it affected me the way that it did because I didn't know what I wanted to do. My parents were like, you need to study communications and you know, you should write commercials, you're creative. So that would be a good job for you to just kind of go to school and do it. But then that wasn't really working for me. I was drinking a ton my freshman year, as I said, Um, ended up in the hospital with alcohol poisoning after doing 30 shots of vodka. So what? uh, (laughs) Yeah. Shots of vodka. It was kind of an accident. I was really only trying to do like 14 or 15, but it was like, it was a big shot glass. They were kind oh, of like doubles. I see. They you tricked know? you like like at the airport. They tricked you into a double. Yeah. I, I yeah. see. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah, the bartender that always thinks that they're doing you a solid, but they're like <laughs> pouring you the biggest shots. You're like, no, just a regular I don't need that. Pool. I'm actually all set. Officer, this was an accident. I did not mean to get 30 <laughs> shots drunk. Yeah. I only meant to get 50. So, yeah, then... Uh, I, I kind of quit. That scared the hell out of me. I quit drinking. I became a stoner at that point and took this big dose of mushrooms, decided not to try out for cheerleading, dropped out of school just a few months later. And I, I really was thinking about moving to Los Angeles or New York, but my parents were terrified for me to leave and be that far away. So they convinced me to check out Nashville and it was like once I started seeing all these cool like underground indie bands and like rock bands and you know the the other side that I wasn't seeing and hearing through the radio and like Nashville star and all that Mm -hmm. you know kind of garbage that was going on then in my humble opinion uh (laughs) then yeah I I actually really really liked it and but obviously things didn't uh take off for me immediately and it was just a lot of floundering, a lot of going through different bands, different projects, different sounds, falling for 
people that maybe were just didn't have my best interest in mind <sighs> managers that wanted to be on retainer um, no not know, the manager the on retainer. That, <laughs> not the manager yeah. on retainer that's the most offensive thing you've said yet <laughs> no oh my gosh and now she's <laughs> just a realtor so jokes on her now um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like bitch your your shit is still commission based i told you yes yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it was it was a a weird uh, thing to do to, you know, to drop out and, and move there and pursue music, especially when it wasn't going well. It's like everybody from my small hometown was like, so what are you doing out there? Are you going to have babies soon? <laughs> well, that's what we always say about Nashville is everybody's 22 and religious and has two kids and is like a little too good looking. That is the vibe there. Oh my God. All my friends are ugly and not even married. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly any of my friends have kids. <laughs> oh wow! <Damn. laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I mean, you know, like just in the, I I don't trust people that are too good looking, you know. And I didn't get to like check you guys out for too long, but I did mm-hmm. get to see your your photos. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that you trust us or you don't trust us? <laughs> I feel very comfortable talking to you guys. Let's just say that you with a Waylon quote, like I'm too too dumb for New York City, too yeah. ugly for LA. Yeah. That's 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 where that's no, where I'm I understand. At I, I I think I think that that slogan has has really hit home with people because the accuracy is there. You know, it really does. It's too truthful, and it yeah. it, it, it hits you right in the gut. Yeah, this could be a song idea, by the way. Yeah, a, a lot of people can relate to. All my friends are too ugly to have yeah. Yeah. to be impregnated. Is sort of the the ethos of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's a very kind of it doesn't roll off the tongue, but we could work. Well, I think this. it's because most of my friends are are guys, and they're all men, so it's really hard to keep girlfriends. You know, maybe even more than what I'm talking about. And then my yeah, even my I have a lot of girlfriends that you know play music, and they just don't want to have kids and don't want to get married because. You know, why would you bring the government into something as beautiful as love? I don't know. Why we did. Amen, brother. <laughs> wow. Amen. Wow. Okay. That Willie Nelson so, shit, baby. You know it. So you're running you're running for office as well, I see. Yeah. That's interesting. Um Yeah, I don't I mean, I think that like yeah, I mean if you're in a band, it's like and you're a guy and you're, you know, a Nashville seven, <laughs> you're gonna do pretty good out on the road. You know, you don't really need to kind of hold it down at home. Mm-hmm. I think it is really just, you know, it's hard hard out there now hold on when you're when you're looking at musicians to put i'm sure you have you know you have got your guys locked in now but you know when you were auditioning let's say to be in the band let's keep it 1000 you know how much your looks and and dressing style playing into it (laughs) i don't care i don't care how hard you can fucking shred we can't have you up there looking like a goblin you know what i mean I don't know. I think you pull the hat down low. (laughs) (laughs) Can you play well? I have. I talk about a lot of my like ex boyfriends in in my in my book, and well, not a lot of them, but a couple of them. (laughs) I have this this Nashville cat that I dated for a while. I changed his name in the book to Hank, Mm. so I won't reveal his real name, but. Like he wore rose colored glasses and he had a beer belly and he wore a wife beater, but man, could he play guitar? <laughs> he could sing so well. And it's he was, beautiful. He wasn't, it's, the, it's, cutest. He had, he wasn't yeah. the cutest thing. So this was Hank the third, you said? <laughs> he had great teeth. He had dimples, like, you know, whatever. He had redeeming qualities, but I think that he looked probably 10 years older than he was. It's pretty <laughs> amazing the way that women are able to look past. It's, it's truly one of the one, one, 
the laundry list of things that women are able to do that that men really struggle with, and that's look past looks. I know, I know. It's you know, like men get to really just like rely on their personalities sometimes, and uh, well, as person as podcasters, personality is kind of all we've got. Yeah, that's all we've got. It's not a hot yeah, industry. Yeah, I you know I got a face for radio, so thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, could you turn your camera off, please? It's getting tough over here. <laughs> you've met you've met a lot of radio guys, and you've you've met a lot of radio people in your time, I'm sure, doing those you know the morning show acoustic set. So you know what it's like up there. It ain't it ain't good. I d- I did like one radio tour, and it made me feel so yucky. I like, and I didn't even get anywhere. They were all just like, "We don't get it." I'm like, "Okay, well, it's country music, and you're a country radio station. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> Go back to playing." your garbage no um, it is it, it's rough but yeah i mean that's another reason why i'm trying to like veer like make a little left turn here and you know i have i have two singles out from my album with jonathan wilson and one of them is called change of heart and it's my first time ever being on the triple a billboard oh, charts baby, let's it's like go. the least country thing i've done yet so oh, i love i love know. that i love that for you because as You're a guy there's a chance yeah no for <laughs> sure for sure i mean i think that i i mean i think tommy that, boy reference no no liar liar jim carrey or wait no 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 you're saying there's a chance no it dumb and dumber excuse me oh yeah it is dumb and dumber you're right okay anyway, carrie, okay, fu- okay, touche, okay you fucking touche. dorks Jesus Christ! Sorry, we. God. Sorry, Chris. We, we're still stoners, so we like this stuff a little bit. <laughs> that, that's a good. That is the difference. Yeah, that is the difference. Right. Well, Jason and I have been listening to a lot of new country lately because I was in Atlanta for a month uh, while we renovated my house. So I was listening to a station there called ninety four point nine The Bull. Okay. Um. Who'd you dig? I, no, I just, I just, I just heard. All these cool songs and and like you know just just stuff. I, the simplicity of the lyrics alone, I think, really resonated with me. Now, when you say cool songs, Chris, what, could you explain that a little bit further, like an example? Sorry, uh, housekeeping just came, but I'm gonna let him come in. No, I would love you to come in. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't had housekeeping in three days. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Housekeeping's like so. You're still doing a podcast? Oh, this is a long podcast. I think I scared the shit out of that poor lady. It was just like, came around the corner and she jumped out of her I've been expecting you. <laughs> um, no, I was, I just think that some of that new, I just, I like the way, and no other genre of music, I feel like references other songs in the, and other musicians. As, mm. Like there was a song I heard that was talking about like another current-ish song. Mm-hmm. You know, that his girlfriend was singing it on the jukebox. What, like, what that's was cra- it? I-, I can't remember, but it's like that is a strange... I feel like country music is that really likes to talk about that. It is such a lazy <laughs> way to write. Yeah. It's like, here's something that's already familiar to you. You know, like just mm-hmm. think of your own idea. I, Throw I, don't on some I don't listen to that shit. Don't talk about church yeah. like that. It's not so, okay. Church is important to us as well. And I don't think you're going to, I'm not going to let you slander it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We actually, Margo, we've, we've, Excuse me. we've been doing, <laughs> you are forgiven my Lord. Um, <laughs> we, we've, we've been doing some live shows and, and we've been talking a little bit about like that, that part about the new, you know, awful country music that we're talking about where I feel like it's kind of like propaganda for, the church as well as real estate, I guess like the main themes are like donate to the church, 
buy real estate in a red state. Well, that's don't nice. talk to anybody. Love being from your small town, <laughs> even though you are all <laughs> even though you're all customers. Well, no, I mean that's totally fine, but it's yeah, I agree. I just think there's not a lot of depth to it, and it's it is probably a lot of like Christian slash mega propaganda. I don't, I don't know. I. It just doesn't do anything for me. Sorry. I feel like if, if, it makes me feel bad. Like they're taking advantage of these good, these good, honest country folk by just telling them what to do. And it's usually buy an American made truck that you can't afford and, <laughs> yeah. you know, shit like that and give the rest of your money to the church. I mean, Jason, it's only 10%. Don't worry about health insurance. It's only 10% a week and you don't need health insurance because if something goes wrong, God will save you. Exactly. So I don't, I, <laughs> that's right. I don't, that's right. You're fine, bro. It's all good. You can kind of save that 600 a month. It's no problem. Yeah. It's no problem. Now, do you, do you, Margo, I, I don't want to, now that you're pivoting away, but do you still drive a truck or is it just a Range Rover? <laughs> I actually got, got a Chelsea a, tractor. I drive a Jeep truck. You have one of those fucked up. You have one of those fucked up Jeep trucks. Yeah, I do. It's, a, it's <laughs> like a, a desert sand kind of color, so it's a really like oh, army. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like a safari Jeep. Um, this is very interesting for you. This is a big twist. <laughs> I have to say, I was not expecting this. I have a I have a minivan with Dolly Parton license plates too. So there's variety. And oh, wow. okay, so you have a fleet. My husband had this like old blue Mustang, so. Between our vehicles, our vehicle choices, it's it's. You got really a couple hot board. little grocery getters over there, is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how often? Just just quickly, so I understand, because that the the tr- Jeep truck has baffled me since I saw it for the first time. Really? Yeah, because it's it's just I don't know if it's a combination that needs to exist. So I would like to understand why you were so drawn to purchasing that vehicle. Well, to cl- to clarify for our listeners, you're talking about like the very large jeep that's in the style of a pickup truck but it's also but you know like it's not like a typical it's a, jeep, it's a jeep gladiator so it's like small it's a pretty small truck oh okay honestly maybe we're talking about something different it's a jeep truck it's boxy it's very boxy yeah so i bet it is maybe the same one but i'm saying compared to like a ford f-150 or something it still is a lot okay smaller i just liked it because it kind of looked like vintage because yeah. everything is so like I see what you mean. sleek and round, and I was like, "Oh, this thing's cool. This is like this is a nice square American car I can wrap my head around." Yeah, <laughs> I like to be able to like you know I like to garden, so every year I go like get like a big thing of like dirt, and I like to haul firewood, and I like to put my dogs in the back and go hiking. So you buy dirt? Is that what you're saying? I have bought dirt. Wow, before. yeah, I bought some topsoil for my this garden. This is so sick. You know, Margo, you're living you're living the country life that only I can dream of, uh, and I think that the the thought of you, a Grammy nominated singer songwriter, just loading up her Jeep with fucking dirt, like what the fuck? Not even just dirt, like manure. I bought. <laughs> I shit. bought. Shit. I bought shit. <laughs> I bought shit. <laughs> I put on my boots. I shoveled it out, and I grew the best tomatoes. That I mean, mm. you couldn't even touch these tomatoes. I swear oh, to God. Really? Okay. I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. So on the gladiator question, <laughs> I hope I get a sponsorship from this 
conversation. It's very possible. We have a lot of big auto listening to this podcast. It's, kind of, it's one of yeah, our yeah. It's one of our buckets. Riv- you know? Rivian and Nissan are in our pockets. Let me yeah. say that. Haven't got to Jeep yet, but I, I am a fan of the Jeep, of course. But obviously, you've had the doors on the Gladiator professionally removed. So do you go raw dog, no condom, or do you have sort of like the fabric canvas doors? <laughs> no, I have, I have like, I keep the doors on. And I, t- I take the top off. You kept off. the doors on? So I take the top okay. off. I like to take the top off, but I don't, I don't want all my shit blown out. My truck's always really dirty. There's always like a lot of oh, no. stuff in there, like notebooks and books mm-hmm. and kids toys. Sometimes I drive <laughs> my kids around in it. Like it's, it's fun it's, for them. Yeah. It's fun it, for them. It's, I just got it detailed because it was, I'd only had it for like two years and it just, there's dog hair and Cheerios everywhere and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my least favorite when the car gets the Cheerios in it from the kids and then they put the, st- oh yeah. God. And the sticker, no, they put the stickers on the back inside window. Oh, I, had, I have to have my yeah. 911 detailed every day for that reason. There's so many Cheerios <laughs> in there. No, the, the other question I have just after spending so much time in the South, you know, my, and I've, I was familiar with this before and my mom is a big proponent of this, but are you familiar with the Tervis brand tumbler? <laughs> is this like a cup? For a beverages? Cup. <laughs> is this like a dance yeah, mom's, a, a dance mom's cup? I, look, my mother, my mother was a rockette. Thank you for kind of acknowledging her. <gasps> um, but are you serious? That's really cool. It was only for a little That's while. Awesome. Um, she's mainly a nurse. Chris also has a cousin named Tervis, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have a cousin, Tervis. Is he on country radio too? No, no, no. He's a contractor. He's doing pretty well, actually, right now. Tervis is Tervis. He's more, he's a simple-minded folk, but he gets the job I just done. find these cups. So I, I bought one. I bought one uh, as a gift because you can customize them, and they're they're they claim to be indestructible. Hmm. So I thought for someone living a kind of the lifestyle that you're living, I would maybe suggest investing in a few if you're trying to stay hydrated. Yeah, I'm a Yeti girl. Yeti likes to send me lots of coolers and stuff. So I've got Yeti dog bowls. Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. I'm, I'm totally dead serious. You're a Yeti fluencer is what you're saying? You get yes, this shit for free? Are. I mean, you know, I, I played uh, a couple of their shows in Austin. So like one year for Christmas, everybody in my family got Yeti coolers. It was like, I That's was nice. I was the coolest. Oh, is that that thing where at the, at the Yeti store, like during South by Southwest, they'll have bands play and stuff like that? Yeah, this was back in like 2000. Uh, 15 or 2016 or something okay. but and so I it was only one show but I got in pretty good with uh one of the guys that worked there and so yeah Yeti that's great you know. I, it's it, it must be annoying to put 10 people from Yeti in the list every time you play Austin but it's probably <laughs> probably worth it you know probably, me, probably worth it I'm, they took me out fishing <laughs> on the Guadalupe River and like you know they'd taken Damn. out like Stapleton and like Luke Bryan and everybody. And I got the biggest fish of, of the year. I think it was 2016. Wow. I caught a Damn. Guadalupe bass and, um, yeah, it was worth it. Margo's, Margo's a fucking real one, Jason. Margo's a fucking real one. I gotta say, Guadalupe Bass, good name for your next strain, Margo. Something to think about. <laughs> that's, that is incredible. When Texas legalizes, that's that's gonna be my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over my dead body. Yeah, right. We'll see. I'll be dead, but they'll be legal someday. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like I said, I... I love LA. Someday I hope of, you know, maybe, maybe moving west. I'll probably be one mm-hmm. of those 
uh, people you're talking about in Topanga Canyon with the like meditation and the singing bowls and the, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. the, the guru or whatever, but I don't fight it, honey. Um, I'll be shoveling shit. I'll be keeping it real anyway. <laughs> you can well, that's the beauty about California. It's not like New York. Like you can cosplay as like a shit shoveler in LA <laughs> yeah. for sure. I have an Armstrong <laughs> you know? garden center footsteps away from my house in suburbia. Yeah, it's no problem. Like you um, can, you can load up the Tesla truck when it comes out. It's not <laughs> do a big you, deal. Do you know uh, an artist? His name is Johnny Fritz. No. So he moved out to LA. He made a really cool record with, I think maybe Jim James produced it, like inside of an empty swimming pool. He used to go by Johnny Corndog. <laughs> anyway. Oh, he, I, I do know. I knew, I do, do know, know Johnny him, Corndog. Right? Yeah, I've heard of that. You yes, do yes. Know I'm him. Familiar. So anyway, he goes by Johnny Fritz now, but he has a site, um, he has a website and Instagram, all that shit that is like, I think he goes by, it's like Johnny Fritz, LA's only realtor. And so he has just like become a realtor because I mean, God, there's, you know, no money in music anymore. Mm-hmm. And he puts up the best fucking houses. Like, I swear to God, I follow him. I'm like, Oh God, should I get that? Should I sell my house? What should I do? Damn. I need to follow. I need to follow him. You again. need to check it out. So you're saying when he had, when he switched from, from music to real estate, he had to drop the corn dog. <laughs> that wasn't going to kind of work for the, for the real estate market in LA. <laughs> my boss at, at Compass I said, I got to change my name. Something about, they don't think Johnny corn dog sounds professional. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think he had honestly pivoted before, but he still is a corn dog. He, ta- he puts up like videos of him, like taking baths and like, a tub of dollar bills like you gotta still go. is a corn dog <laughs> you okay. gotta go you're like don't worry he's still so you, a you corn can't dog he's the, still you a can't corn, take dog. The corn out of the dog is what you're saying no 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 and he's still playing music he just went and did a tour of australia he's he's fucking awesome and it's love it it's been incredible i mean he's he's probably a millionaire by now it's it's mm-hmm. the most genius idea ever when he was like, I'm going to become a realtor, we just laughed so hard. And now <laughs> he's laughing in my face. That's cool. That's cool. We all want a realtor <laughs> yeah. we can trust who feels like they could be a friend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Johnny Dude. might be leaning on, you know? That's the corn touch. 100%. All right, Margo. <laughs> Thank you for joining us so much on How Long Gone. Uh, and um, the new album's out in January. It's called Strays, if I'm not mistaken. That's it. That's it. And the book yeah. the book is out now everywhere you buy books, even on Audible if you can't read. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll, I'll be out in Los Angeles. Uh, San Francisco, Santa Cruz for a book tour. Oh, we might. We might, if we're in town, we have to come check you out. Yeah, please do. And I need my copy signed, of course. Yeah, yeah. You got anything? I'll put you on the guest list. Oh, cool. I love the guest list, but don't do some bullshit. I need the sticky. Okay. I need All the right, sticky. You got it. <laughs> well, you know, we've got soda water here, so come hang out. We'll- Chris will get into that tumble if you come. Yeah, I'll take the tilt <laughs> to the dome. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. Adios. Oh,